Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa, and I give a shit. Okay, before we get started, I just got to put this out there. Well, first of all, thanks for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. It's the greatest radio station in the world. I've listened to all of them, and it really is, and all the radio stations. And also, uh, go to our website, radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate and donate some money because this is nonprofit media. We, you want to support this. This is important shit, man. So anyway, uh, a little note. So today's a little different because I'm recording this in a different studio on a Sunday with one of my fellow uh, colleagues, hosts at Radio Free Brooklyn, Erin Levine. Hello. <laughs> And Erin is the host of Gameplay, which I'm actually going to be on later. Tell us, tell yeah. us, tell us a few sentences about the show. Sure. Uh, Gameplay is basically a show uh, at 2 p.m. on Sundays where I play a whole bunch of different Dungeons & Dragons and other role-playing games. I essentially lead people in telling a story and rolling some dice. It's like gambling, but for nerds. <laughs> it's a great show. What t- It's, two, it's 2 Sundays, 2 to, two to, two to 3 p.m. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Aaron and I were talking at one of our Radio Free Brooklyn mixers, which you should come to at the first Sunday of every month, four, four to six at 100 Bogart. And uh, Aaron, uh, who's one of my favorite uh, colleague hosts Aww. here, <laughs> and I started having a real dis- a deep discussion about um, that she had recently started therapy and that her issue is um, she's a people pleaser mm-hmm. and you were having, you know, you'd had a depressive episode and that it sort of brought you into therapy. Is that right? Am I saying everything right? Yeah. The, you know, that's about right. I yeah. guess. Yeah. And so anyway, before we got on the air today, I got a quick rundown of Aaron's background, which I think is sort of helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I could tell it. One, let's see if we can make the high points. Okay. Okay. In in kind of a quick way, so that you know where we're we're dealing with. Yeah. Erin is going to be twenty seven in November. She's the youngest of three kids. Uh, her brother is uh, kind of starting a nonprofit, kind of an entrepreneurial type guy, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then your sister is like, fuck me. She's like a <laughs> writer in the writers' room at. Uh, Better Call Saul, and uh, her older brother's thirty-one. Her her older sister's twenty-nine. Like I said, she's going to be twenty-seven in November. The baby. And Erin works at a. Um, you do explain it. You um, work a publishing company, right? I work in children's book publishing. I'm like an editorial assistant, fairly low down the totem pole, but I basically help with the publishing of children's books. And Erin is like. Uh, on our management board, and she is incredibly smart and well-respected here. I will just put that right out there out front. That's really easy to say. Well, thank you. And um, her parents, um, they've been together... Uh, So many years. Like, did they meet in college or something? High school. High school. Actually, yeah. So neither of them have ever had to go through any kind of dating or being on their own or getting kicked out of their boyfriend's apartment yep, I mean the shit them. that we've gone through right <laughs> yeah or we, well you're young I hope you don't go through what I went through 
What I, I met my husband when I was 42. Never mind. So <laughs> I, I hope you get Different there story. sooner. I hope you get there sooner than I did, I, Aaron. I certainly That's hope all. so as well. I appreciate it. <laughs> I bet it. you will. Yeah. You're a lot more well-dusted than I. <laughs> so anyway, um, but it sounds like, uh, Aaron, your family, your father is like uh, just like a rock star business guy, right? What does he do? Uh, he's a doctor. So, but no, it's a lot more than that. Well, he's a doctor who like studies like sports physiology and cardiology, and he um, is very. I don't know. He's he successful. Runs, so he he's runs a, his own like research facility where he does like, a lot of research on a whole an, bunch of different stuff. He's an expert that travels around the world, right? Yeah, he does. He travels a lot for like conferences, etc. He's, he's an expert in sports medicine. That's a big deal. That's yep. a big deal. I bet. I bet Smart you guys team. had food on the table every single night. Yeah. No, that's yeah. true. Did yeah. you? Did you? Did you? Did you ever not get a pair of shoes you wanted? Oh no, yeah. No, we were pretty spoiled. You were? <laughs> oh shit. You yeah. well, you've handled it well. You don't seem like it. We try. We, yeah. we try not to. Yeah, to that's let good. It, that's yeah. good. Um, and mom was really a stay-at-home mom. She was. Mm-hmm. She was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we have a really, really powerful guy. See, I think this is key. You have a really, really, really successful guy and a stay-at-home mom, so they must have developed this relationship with a really take-charge guy and mom, stay-at-home mom. Like, that's all they've ever known, and that's yeah. the environment Um so anyway, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, kick his ass. <laughs> I'm horrible. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. I grew up in like kick a really my father's cra- ass. <laughs> I'm always, you know, I'm always like, whatever. Don't get me started on the patriarchy. I'm trying to. Ca- I'm doing some <laughs> counter transference, trying to be, trying to put put out where I'm coming from. But anyway, so um, people pleasing. Why don't you explain to us what that means to you, Aaron? Okay, uh, people pleasing. People pleasing for me and something I've been really like thinking about lately, it means like, um, well, it means putting other people's needs and requirements for being around people before yourself. It means uh, paying attention and basically adjusting the way that you behave based on the way that other people are around you and expect things of you. It's making sure that everyone else is happy and defining yourself based on how happy other people are with you. Mm -hmm. And how well you're doing in their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what are the, I mean, that sounds horrible and you're a young person. This, this, you're, you're going to get over this. I'm not, I have no doubt, but, um, oh yes. But, uh, what are the consequences for you? Like that sounds bad, but what in your life, like what, what are the, why, why don't you want to do that? Or what's, what's wrong in your life with that? Uh, I mean, I think, and I'm still trying to figure this out, but I think part of the thing that makes people pleasing difficult for me is that I do it all of the time. So when there's something that I'm maybe interested in doing otherwise, or there's something that I want to do that my friends maybe clearly don't, it immediately sets me on like a guilt and anxiety spiral, essentially, where I really worry about, oh my God, you know, they don't want to do this thing. Like, does that mean that they don't like me as a person? Like, is this terrible? And then also if there's something that I want to do that is maybe 
not involving other people it's like oh my god if I do this thing will they not like me anymore like is this like really like the best thing to do what if I end up in a place where I've made this choice and then I'm you know alone without anybody to support me and that sort of stuff it just it spirals very quickly right so we're so there's a self-esteem issue behind all this sure sure and also um does it, it's also sounding like it's hard for you to know what you want to do because you're so focused, like who you, is it keeping you uh, from being in touch with who you are with yourself? Kind Probably. Of? Yeah. But um, you haven't even noticed. You haven't thought about no, that. You I, haven't even gotten there yet. I haven't even thought about it. I mean, honestly, part of like, I don't, I have a lot of issues actually describing to people what I want from things. Like I'll kind of know what I don't want, but I'm really bad at asking for things that I do because I just don't, I don't know. I either don't do it or I just do it on my own without, as long as it doesn't bother anyone, I'll do it. But I usually like, I can't, I don't know how to really elaborate on that to other people. Mm -hmm. And do you have goals? Is there something like, do you, sure. I mean, you might, I mean, do you have a big picture goal right now? Yeah. Well, I, I have many big picture goals. But, but it isn't like you're like, this is exactly what I want. I'm going to go do this. Well, I mean, I have ideas of things that I want to do, but I question it so aggressively because I'm like, well, it's, I mean, it's it's like huge questions about whether or not this is like productive. And then I worry about how... Can you give us one example? Okay. Um, sure. So we'll give you we'll give you like a more fun example. Um, <laughs> yeah, make it entertaining for God's <laughs> sakes. I know. That's why I'm on air. <laughs> um, so, you know, I've been really interested in writing. Like I have mm-hmm. this job in publishing, um, but I don't know if I'm even... I'm not sure if I'm the kind of person who really enjoys like a nine to five office job because that is what it is. I mean, people glorify it as something where you're reading all day. But in honesty, I spend most of my day waiting for my bosses to need something from me, Uh, you know, filling Mm -hmm. out forms to process like money requests, Mm -hmm. you know, doing research for things. It's it's a grind. Like a young person's job in publishing. publishing. That doesn't even pay that well. No, it pays terribly. Yeah, because it's in publishing. But the people are always nice. (laughs) Yes, I love the people that I work with. Uh, I love them very much. They're fantastic. Yeah. But uh, so I have this job and I keep thinking about the fact that like I went to school and I studied creative writing and I keep talking about how I would love to just instead of having this job, just spending my days like writing and being a successful book writer instead of a book publisher, a novelist. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I think about that and I think about, well, like I can't just quit my job and write because then I need to be one making money and two, like, what would that do with, you know, the way that people saw the way that I live my life. And and who are those people? Mom and dad? Well, you know. Family? Like, my, who are those people? Right. I mean, I guess it's my family members. It's uh, my friends that I'm currently with. Like, uh-huh. I had a friend recently who was talking about a girl who recently quit her job at her publishing company. Because for some reason, all of my friends in New York are book publishing people yeah um and she was talking about how her colleague quit and she was going to become for the time being a nanny which honestly makes more money than we do um but she was like she was like where do you even go from there like i don't understand how she can make that decision like that's what she said and i was like well she made that decision 
mm-hmm. but I I heard that and I was like, you're really judging this person for trying to live a different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it really, I, I think I took it a little bit more personally than she expected with my surprising defense of her because I was like, well, hey, like mm-hmm. I've thought of other ways to live too. Like, is that so bad? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but your friend looked, what do you think, uh, how do you imagine, like, if you did that, what would your parents and your sister and brethren say? What if you did that? What do you think, you know? I mean, I think that they of- would they would say they were very supportive. Um, and I think I'd believe them. But I would feel like if I didn't get results quickly, that I would feel like I was wasting everyone's time and money, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because do they help? Like my parents, yes. My my yeah, my me. middle middle class parents help me out because New York's too expensive. So you're getting some money from I, them, right? I'm getting some support. I mean, I am trying to support myself that, as no, much as possible. Yeah, you're doing everything you be. can, but yeah. that's part of the. That's just part of the deal. Yeah, it's just right. kind of how it goes. Yeah, because you should have food on the table. Right. I, I should have food I on know, the table. I, like... I know you're not living an extravagant lifestyle. No, so. I mean, but though, of course, like. I mean, I even daydream, like, I live with the two other people. Like, I de- daydream about living in an apartment by myself and adopting a cat. Like, all mm-hmm. of this, like, I have these, like, dreams to do this stuff. And, I mean, I could do it, but I have, I mean, that is, like, partly another thing of worrying, like, like what will my friends think when I move out? Like, what if, you know, people judge me for using the funds that I do have to do this? Like, mm-hmm. so you could actually, I mean, I don't think that's a bit, look, I, <laughs> look, I, 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 I see people in the art world. So yeah. don't talk to me about being spoiled or privileged. Whatever you, whatever <laughs> your parents are offering you, I've seen way, way more than that. Okay. But like, I mean, you could probably have your own apartment, like a crappy apartment with a cat, right? If probably, you wanted to, yeah. it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a big deal. Right. But you won't do it because you're afraid people are going to think you're spoiled or jealous or... Will they be jealous? Like, I'm not sure if jealous, but I worry that they'll either think that I'm, you know, either think that I'm like, oh, she's so privileged or also, which I mean, is a terrible thing to have to worry about, but is something I do. Um, Or, you know, I worry about the fact that like, these are like, they're my priority friends that I have. I worry Mm -hmm. that moving out will make us like, will like fracture our friendship Uh in a way. So it sounds like also that, um, you have some friendships that you um that you that you that you worry worry about whether they're really loyal whether they're going to you don't feel yeah. it doesn't sound like you feel confident in your friendships i've been there no. so so and <laughs> yeah. and now what what can what's that about are you thinking of like three two three women in particular or sure I mean I have a whole little small community of like four people who live in my neighborhood who are all in book publishing and uh-huh. and you guys um, hang out we do we do is there a hierarchy in that group like all girl hire like all girl <laughs> girl social groups I'm well I'm not sure if there's a hierarchy per se but I think that um it used to be just three of us and then one of them moved out to live with her fiance. And when she moved out, it was like, it kind of changed the dynamic as a whole. Like I think Uh she was a person who was really holding everyone together. And then when she kind of backed away, it kind of changed a lot. In what way? Um, 
well, it felt like we, it feels like we are a lot less supportive of each other. Like uh, we're all struggling in different ways right now. Uh-huh. Um, but none of us seem to, it feels like none of us are actually helping each other. Uh-huh. It feels like it's as not, one of those, not, not as productive as it could be. No, it, I mean, it feels uh-huh. like we could be, but instead we're just kind of mm. hanging around. So that's interesting. Right. So those are relationships that, you know, um, um, that I'm glad that it's good that you're thinking it's, I'm glad to hear you say that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying you should do anything. I'm not sure, but, I'm, yes. but you're aware of it. Uh, you know, is, it's been, it's been a process uh-huh. of trying to acknowledge the fact that these are people that I desperately want to be friends with and want to be close to. I want to please them. Uh, right. and I really want to like develop those connections and that support that unconditional support uh but it's just not happening um but somehow you feel like you need them like do yeah do does that like knowing that your friends make you feel like well does that shine a positive light on you do you, does that make you feel better like oh well these are i have these friends they're cool they're great look at me i have friends well, does it help like that i mean they used to a while ago like when i thought the friendships were really like solid and i could really trust them but mm-hmm. i don't know if i can right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um before we dive into that first of all what how when is when how, how much time do we have yeah uh we have it's le- it's eleven it says eleven fifty four. Right, it says eleven fifty four. So we started at eleven thirty seven, so we're going to twelve thirty seven. So 1237. we have about okay. forty I I just didn't get started at the right time. Twelve yeah. thirty seven. Yeah, is so when we we're over. so we have okay. about forty minutes left. Okay, okay yeah. cool. Um, um great. Great. Yeah. I just wanted to so I when I look at it I know. Right. Um, no pressure. We have this huge um screen clock in here so i gotta keep an eye on it because i gotta make sure i get everything in here in a certain amount of time yeah i know um, i know i'm so all I over wanted, the place today. i want i, I want yeah. to um try to understand where this people pleasing comes from in your background so sure. um i thought that it would be good to talk about like how you like Okay, so I'm making these big assumptions, and you tell me. I'm just going to put it out there. My assumptions. My Throw assumptions is, my assumption is that you're the youngest of three mm-hmm. in a very, very, very high achieving family, um, yeah. where the your father, the male, is dominant. I would guess, right? Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. And um, so I'm wondering if like the combination of your mom taking care of everybody and not, did she put herself first? Um, She is now. Um, I think with her kids out of the house, she's putting herself first now, but I'm not sure she did when. Do you think she's changed since you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So for the better. Yeah. So she's more, she seems more independent or more like self yeah, I think so. Self, but when you were growing up, she was there to three kids was a lot. Three kids is a lot, and she and a did. Busy she husband. did a great job. Um, yeah, like managing everything. She was there for us. Like I think yeah. her life was us, um, and she did a wonderful job. I love my mother. Um, no, yeah, obviously, but yeah, she's she got three three happening kids. Are you kidding me? Right, who were absolutely everywhere. So yeah, and. Um, 
So she had a lot going on, but still she was the support team. Yeah. And your father was really busy. He must have, she must have, I mean, I've taken, I, I used to take my husband's shirts to the dry cleaners, that kind of shit, right? Mm-hmm. Did she do, she had to do all that, right? She did. Yeah. 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 Support staff. She mm-hmm. was kind of a support staff. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, I mean, she, she did a great job. She has great relationships with three amazing young people. She did, yes. And I mean, she it's not like she started there. She also like got uh, her own doctorate in higher education, really? too. Yeah. So she has a PhD? She has a PhD. Wow. Did she ever work? Um, At that? Briefly, or- Maybe, but for the most part, she focused on taking care of us. And then since then, has been working on kind of her writing uh, Mm -hmm. since then. Mm -hmm. Now that she has time. Right. So, so here's what, here's what I'm saying. I'm like wondering, I'm seeing like maybe the role of your mother combined with you being the youngest might have led you to a more people pleasing dynamic just based on that, would he, does that make any sense to you? Based on how my mother was? Well, the combination of being the youngest, so everybody's yeah. better than you. Every, it's a really high-achieving family. Everybody is uh, competitive, and they're all, like, killing it, and they're going to be – they probably all did well in school and shit. Yeah, yes, they did. Yeah, and so, like, you're just – by you're three years younger than – you know, your sister and five years younger than that's a lot. Like you, there's no way you can run as fast as them or do the math they can do. you like, you're, you're way behind the curveball competing with them just cause it's three to five years growing up. Right. Yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. I definitely tried though. I definitely tried to keep up. You were up competitive, sure. but you couldn't do it. No. <laughs> and then, um, you know, did you did you wind up did your mom wind up sort of maybe um sort of looking out for you a little more than the others cuz you were the youngest and you were sort of ditched sometimes <laughs> do you think that happened I mean it's possible like it's at the very least like uh there was basically from sophomore year to senior year of college I was basically an only child because both of my siblings were out of the house right. in college so I mean, I definitely had that experience. Um, so I had that kind of relationship with my mother as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's possible that she also mm-hmm. <laughs> paid more attention, I guess. But you do you feel like you count on her in a certain way than your, well, like your brother, your older brother's married, right? Yes, yeah. And you're, you're the middle child, your sister is living in LA. Is she, yep. Does she have a boyfriend or a partner? She does. Yeah. She has a yeah. partner. They've been together for like a year and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. Really great relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. I feel that way about my stepson and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Their relationship is so much better than mine. I know. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> I'm a little jealous. But of course she also like, she spent four years in a not great relationship before she started this mm-hmm. one. So, and I mean, have it's you a had a partner? Coming. Actually, no, I haven't. You, you haven't had a boyfriend? No, no, never happened. Hmm. 
Well, what do you think about that? What do I think about that? I think that uh, guys are idiots. You guys are fucking morons. Yeah, I think you guys don't know Erin Levine. She is amazing <laughs> and wow. gorgeous and fabulous. You guys are fucking idiots. Okay, yeah, listen go to ahead. my show. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I feel like I don't. I never really met anyone that I was like, yes. And the people that I did have crushes on, unfortunately, which seems to be the case with a lot of. Um, people my age uh unfortunately the people that i um had crushes on were people who were uh gay turned out to be gay or yeah i just so that's a pattern for you it was uh less so now um but you had that pattern pattern that's interesting um so that was definitely a thing Uh for me and also i just i don't know i just i always got talk about people pleasing i always got a lot of anxiety because i've been on dates um, yeah no i have no doubt <laughs> i don't think that's a problem sure but i've had a lot of anxiety on dates worrying about their expectations of me on the dates mm-hmm. so I'll, like go on these dates and i'll be like oh god like i can tell that they want to kiss me right now but i don't really want to but they're like i can feel this energy and it really makes me really anxious because i don't want to do this and then oh god they're going in for it and then they and i'm like i'm not really into it but okay i guess i'll have this one kiss and then i'm going to go and never do this again because that was terrible um so that has happened to me several times so Some- i think i freak myself out worrying about like what they're asking for from me and how I don't know if I am willing to give it to them. Right. So maybe you don't feel safe with yourself on a date because you're afraid you're not going to be able to protect yourself when you need to. Maybe. Maybe I feel like I'm so eager to please that it makes it really hard for me to know that I'm going to say no Mm -hmm. when I don't want to do something. So I theorized why I thought you might have grown up with the people pleasing things. So, but why don't we? Which I just told you. Yes, but, you did. So let's let's dive into that. So yeah. what's your what's your feeling about it? Like, how did? Where do you think the people pleasing comes from? I think it's. I I'm going to say this. I think it's like deep, deep in there. I think it's from like your from your early days. Sure. Uh, I mean. So, so you're saying that you think it's from like my family and yeah, I think having it trying has, to keep up with my absolutely family. or some sort of yeah. family dynamic. I don't know what it is. Maybe. I told you what I thought it could right. be, but like, so where do you think you are also like? Can I just tell you this, guys? Ooh, um, Erin is starting to feel. I'm getting the vibe from her looking at her that this <laughs> is making her really anxious because I think she's feeling pressured that she has to deliver. Do you feel like you better like fucking come through now or uh, you're feeling pressure, aren't you? Well, I, you Which know, is great. it's transference. <laughs> I you're guess transferring. So. Yeah, I guess I get, she you know, agree. she has I, to agree. I have to agree. Right. I mean, I'm on the radio. Um, no, because you're a people pleaser. I'm such a people pleaser. I just, I want to, I also get very anxious, obviously like revealing faults about myself because it, shows people that I am not perfect and makes it easier for them to maybe not like see me in a darker light than I want them to. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. You're having a really hard time with the vulnerability. I am. It's a thing. You know, I keep thinking you'd be great in a group therapy situation. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I need like the session, the section I need is a place where I can really feel comfortable finding a way to express myself and then being able to accurately tell it to other people when like when I'm ready not when I feel like I have to right 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 
Um, what, what I was going to say is that um, I learned this in group therapy, and I think, you know, I mean, eventually you will, yeah. you know, I'm sure. But um, if you express, like if I tell you right now, um, you know, uh, I mean, um, you know, I'm afraid this shows, I'm afraid I'm a shitty host and I'm not doing, you know, like I'm like yeah. sucking or something. Like, don't don't you feel like, oh, Lisa doesn't think she's on top of things. Don't you feel like closer? You feel closer to people when they make themselves vulnerable. Yeah, I mean. Right? Are you kind of relieved when somebody else makes themselves vulnerable to you? I mean, 100%. Right? And though um, you kind of like them more? A little bit, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Because it feels like, oh, wow, they're being like real with me right now. They're right. being honest, yeah. Right. But that's really brave and cool that you um, even can even identify that. That's huge. That I can identify that you, vulnerability. That you don't like being vulnerable. Yeah. So what do you think, do you think that, was there vulnerability in your family or was everybody just like on top of it all the time competing and hiding or what? I mean, I feel like there might've been, I mean, I feel like there was vulnerability, but it was in small pieces and it's not like, not like in front of everybody at once. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I feel like my mother got a lot of the issues that we were dealing with for sure. Cause we'd come home from school. She'd say, how was your day? And we'd, um, because she was always available and like always was asking, like we always, I think all three of us felt very comfortable sharing our issues with her. So you were vulnerable with her. Oh, all of the time, mm-hmm. still all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I'm not sure amongst each other. Like I, uh, I like I didn't like I don't think any of us like shared with each other the way we shared with my mother. My brother and sister might have with each other a little bit, but mm-hmm. I was also always kind of like in my head, you know, as someone who likes playing store like creating stories on the radio, like I kind of kept myself company a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so but I also think that maybe your mother um was really satisfying as somebody to uh, express yourself to and be close to him. Maybe it, maybe it made you, you know, which is great, yeah. but maybe you didn't feel like you needed to like spill to other people. Maybe not. You think? Yeah. I mean, I don't require a lot of people. I like, if I have like a couple that I'm like, oh, I can just 100% be myself around you, then I don't really, like I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't really care as much about you don't like I don't feel a desperate need to like be around people have, all of the time. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um so I'm wondering Okay, so it's sounding like um trying to think, like I'm trying to imagine all this. So it's kind of I'm trying to put this together in my head. It sounds like maybe growing up um you didn't really worry about being judged because your mom knew who you were and everything was cool. Kind of, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, also in high school, I had an insanely close group of friends. I'm actually still close to several uh, of them today, like at friends who I've known for 12 years now who uh-huh. like, are like the best people that I know. So perhaps then you grew up a little bit in a protective bubble? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In that and way, I mean, of your like, own making, because you're capable of having 
uh, close, solid relationships, which is a really good thing. And that you probably know exactly how to have a good relationship because, I mean, your mom knew how to accept you and trust you and give you confidence in that way. Yeah, um, for sure. So did anything happen? Like when you, you worry about being criticized, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So how, where does that come from? Do you think? Worry about being criticized? Yeah. God, I don't know. Well, it's not from Um, your mom. No. I mean, it's probably like if we're, if we're sticking with the, with the family theory, it's probably from like everybody else. Like, what do you mean? Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily like my siblings per se, but you know, like my parents always had this expectation that I would be successful. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, like get straight A's, you know, like my father used to joke, you know, we'd get like a 98 out of a hundred on a test Mm -hmm. and he'd joke, he'd be like, where's that two, where's the, where those 2%, you know, where's Mm -hmm. those two points? Mm -hmm. Um, and we'd always be like, oh, stop it. But you know, it still does something. Um, also with extended family, I never really knew, I never really felt like I had an emotional connection with them. And it always felt like they had these expectations of me to be a certain way that I always was like, I always didn't like that. I never liked that. So when you say extended family, were there like get get togethers, regular get togethers with a larger group of family members and you were just good girl Erin or something? Yeah, I have a lot of family on both sides and I'm like the youngest in the family on my mother's side and close to youngest on the other side. Uh-huh. Uh, and I remember there was this period of time where I was very young and I had chubby cheeks as a little baby and everyone would be like, oh my God, Aaron, you're so cute and like pinching my cheeks. And I'd Ugh. just be like, no, 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 like get away. Because right. it just, it really freaked me out. Oh, I can understand that. Yeah, this like that. need to like entertain people like these relatives who I meet maybe once or twice a year who are like you are going to be cute now and I'm like uh (laughs) so yeah it's possible that you know I've still felt that right right and you were the maybe the host a little bit I mean I don't know if I ever was successfully a host maybe they wanted me to be but like I I was always I would always kind of like you, you lived up to bit. their expectations. You Sometimes. didn't want them to. Um, did you ever go through a rebellious phase? Uh, you not know, really, like, actually. Like, fuck you guys, uh, you and your, uh, you know, high achieving shit and all this <laughs> stuff. And I'm just going to, like, do do it my way. Honestly, No, (laughs) I never went through that. I mean, the closest I got was I listened to like Green Day in middle school. And because my middle school, I was in public school in middle school and Uh I didn't like the classes were not were too easy for me. Mm -hmm. I would be like, I thought I was so rebellious sitting like in the back of class reading fantasy novels. Mm -hmm. Like that was as rebellious as I ever got Mm -hmm. uh, as a teenager. But like in high high school, nothing like that. Did your brother or sister go through a rebellious phase? Um, I think my sister for sure. Yeah, she Um, sounds like she did. Yeah, she did Uh for sure. Uh, She was, she was fairly unhappy in high school for a number of different reasons. Uh-huh. She just didn't have a good friend group and a lot of Your other stuff Your parents happens. were worried about her, I bet. They were. They were. But of yeah, course, because, because my... Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's just... Th- that's just normal. That's, that's It wasn't perfect. Everything wasn't perfect all the time. Wow. I know. Shock. <laughs> and what about your older brother? So my brother, he like... 
he was bullied in middle school. Um, and when he got to a different, he was, so my parents moved him to a different school for high school. And I think he was just a lot happier, uh, not being bullied or whatever. And, um, he's always been a bit of a goob. I don't think he had much of a rebellious phase. I think maybe he did a little bit in college, uh, mm-hmm. cause he got into like a fraternity and kind of had that culture a little mm-hmm. bit, but I don't think he ever did that at home. Mm-hmm. But he probably didn't have the need to. He got settled pretty quickly. And he sounds like he knows what he... Right. Maybe he's simpler than his younger sister. (laughs) Possible. He's a guy. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. I I know he also has his own anxieties. Like, he used to live in uh, New York City. He just moved recently. But we would talk a lot about his, like, worries about things. I think he's a Mm. guy who is saddled with a lot of anxiety himself. Right. Um, But he, you know... Yeah. He man, he's doing fine. He's doing yeah, he's okay, fine. In my opinion, fine, fine. Yeah. So you never really had any like it's interesting because I think rebellion happens like in high school and college commonly. Yeah. Um, but you had a really healthy, well-adjusted. It sounds like experience in those and in college too. Actually, college was actually probably uh, the hardest part for me. What happened there? Well, I had to transfer halfway through because, partly because well. Twofold. One, because they didn't have the classes that I wanted. Like they just didn't have mm-hmm. the right, the perfect writing programs mm-hmm. and things. I wasn't mm-hmm. happy. But also, I just wasn't happy with the people. What you was know? wrong with the people? I didn't feel like I had, I didn't have people that I felt comfortable being myself with. Mm-hmm. Like I had a group um, and it mm-hmm. wasn't always bad. Like they were good people, but they felt like they were so obsessed with themselves and building Where, themselves up in was this it? way. Hmm? What school was that? Uh, this was University of Miami. Mm-hmm. And so where'd you transfer? Emory University in mm-hmm. Georgia. And did you feel better there? You know, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even though I was like halfway through and was fairly, mm-hmm. I liked it. Like everyone had friend groups already. Like I maybe, I maybe have like one friend I keep in touch with mm-hmm. from all four years. But mm-hmm. I was a lot happier at the second mm-hmm. school. It's funny. You look at um, s- social situations. Yeah. As friend groups, which is interesting. Do you do do you know that? And I'm not I'm not making any judgment at all. But it sounds like like in high school you had a friend group, and that was like a really great example of how to get get through life, which it is. It's just really hard to orchestrate. (laughs) I feel like if I have one person I can fucking trust, I'm good. (laughs) No, you know what I mean. Especially when people get out in the world and they have. you know, the word they're competitive and worried about earning a living and yeah. you're making more money and you have a bigger, oh my God. blah, blah, it's blah, so blah. much harder to make friends now. It's incredible. Well, to make those friends. Yeah. And it, it's a lot, you can't really trust people the way that we would like to. Do you think that's part of the issue? Me too? not trusting people? Or I just don't think that it's smart to trust people. You don't don't think trust, trust people? anyone until they fucking <laughs> prove it. Like, do you think me, like what I'm thinking is you're a little disappointed in those girls, um, who, who are in my neighborhood now? Yeah. Because you might've trusted them. Like you would, you would like to trust them. Yeah. But, but I think I've learned over the years that you have to know who somebody is and trust them in the way that you can trust them. You have to decide, we have to decide like who's trustworthy in what way like right 
Like there are people who are consistently late. Well, it's not that they're going to lie to you. It's just that you can't trust them to be on time. Doesn't mean you don't like them. Not like you're, but you have to like be honest about who they are. Right. You have to meet them where they are. Yeah. Is that hard for you? Is that disappointing? It is disappointing. You know, it's something where I feel like I meet people where they are all of the time. Like as part of the people pleasing thing, I try to fit myself into their spaces, but I feel like people don't try to fit their, their, they don't, they don't try to fit into my space. Yeah. Yes. So you're expecting something from them. Yeah. Forget it. That's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. You expect things from other people. I do. Oh, forget it. Forget it. (laughs) What planet are you on? People are horrible. Well, I mean, I just, I, I wish they weren't, you know, I mean, I know that's like wishful thinking or whatever, but I mean, I've dealt with this too. Like I've struggled with the idea that like, especially in New York city, where everyone's perspective is to get ahead, get yourself ahead. Like, don't worry about other people. Take care of yourself. And I get that, but that also fucking sucks. Because, like, we could do so much more, so many more amazing things if we took care of each other. We I don't agree. do that. Yeah, hello. Okay, so here's the thing, though. Um, you, you, it's it sounds to me like you're living in the world of, I'm going to treat you the way I'd like to be treated. Yeah. And I'm going to treat you really, really well. And I'm hoping that you're going to treat me that way back. But like, there's no deal. Like no one is going to make that deal. (laughs) So, so what happens is you wind up going way out of your way for people who are never going to reciprocate. Like they don't know how to, they don't even have the um, and if you're talking about guys, they're the worst. I still don't expect my husband to, to like show up when he says he's going to. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. Maybe, hey, maybe that's why I haven't had a good relationship because I expect too much. Well. Which is just terrible. But, yeah, it seems really sad. I yeah. feel like you're going to, I feel like I, what I said is going to make you cry or something, which no, I don't blame. Is that hard to, to hear? Or you know this. You I know mean, this. I've, I've already cried about this in therapy like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so um, it's, it's something that I'm dealing with and it does make me sad. Um, but it's a sadness that I'm trying to confront um, and one that I'm not going to cry on right now. <laughs> Oh, okay. We don't we don't care. You, but there's no video. We you, we can't see. Oh, but, I know. But here's but, here, I mean, but here's the thing. Look at it this way. If I'm saying to you, you have all the freedom to treat people exactly how you want to treat them. Assume you're not getting. They are not going to do anything, or they are only going to disappoint you. <laughs> then you are free to have to like not show up on time or cancel at the last minute or not, or forget that your friend is having a, you know, you're, you're, you're never going to be like, not a, not a great friend, but I mean, you, you don't have to be the A friend. I mean, they're, you know, like cancel what, like what kinds of things, name something that you've made yourself do recently that you kind of didn't feel like doing for a friend. Cooking hmm. them breakfast and then helping them move. <laughs> I'm gonna 
ask you the next time I need a favor, you're first on my list. Yeah, honey. I mean, I'm probably <laughs> going to say yes because that's just what I do for everything. Um, things that I've done recently, just recently. Tell, us, tell us something that like makes you angry when you think back on it. If you let yourself be angry at this person, tell me about one of those girls in the group that pissed you off. Okay. Well, so interestingly, one of the things I think the kindest things I do for my friends is I forgive them for things. So I, one of my friends who I live with is like, like they're, I am the cleanest person in the apartment and I I don't, I don't want to be like, I don't want this to be the life that I live in, but I live around people's messes. Like both of my friends, like dishes in the sink left Mm -hmm. for like weeks at a time. I'm the one who usually takes out the trash. Like, we have a cleaning schedule. We don't keep to it. Like, I'm walking on crumbs all the time. It's a mess. But I I asked once. I was like, hey, could we, you know... I, I asked once. I said, can we stick to a rule where we keep dishes clean out of the sink? Don't leave them in there for longer than a week. I gave them a week. Wow. <laughs> and I'm then, moving in with you. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but then they, like, still, even so, like, people have left stuff in there and I've just started cleaning the dishes instead. Mm. Um, it's not good. It's not. I shouldn't be but doing But you that. have the role in the household of the, the uh, you know, the enforcer. <laughs> yes. Right. Which I don't want to do either because right. that implies but, conflict. Well, Beyond that, they also you you basically no matter what, right? They know eventually you're going to clean it. Yep. And because you can't live with it, mm-hmm. so now let's 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 take Aaron into an alternative universe. Ooh, I'm ready. <laughs> so Aaron no longer gives a fuck about the apartment in general. Her room is fabulous, gorgeous. You don't need, you know, get a hot plate in your room. I don't know. But you don't give a fuck anymore. You're totally free from that role. Yeah. Can you do that? Or why don't you want to do that? Because you don't want to live in a mess? Because I don't. I don't want to live in that mess. I've tried before. The problem is that then I look at it and then the dishes I want are in the sink. And then if I want them, I have to clean them. And do you express, you're angry about this. I'm angry about it for you, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. It. But um, do you tell them you're angry? Do you let them know? Do you, t- what, do you, do you have no. an alternative system? I'm going to charge you a dollar every time you, I wash your dishes? No, I uh, Have you I done anything about it? I, I tried to ask them to clean once. And haven't since then. <laughs> well, why is... Aren't you pissed off? You're living with these people. You probably want to strangle... I want to strangle well, them. Yeah, I am pissed off. But then at the same time, then I start doing... Finding other explanations for things. Like my one friend, she's like traveling and busy all the time. And her job, like her bosses are absolute shit to her. And then my other friend, like her aunt just died. And like she's been dealing with that. And she's very depressed and not really dealing with those emotions okay and I'm my like, mouth well, is dropping so, open folks yeah, my mouth that. is dropping open <laughs> so everybody's you are like giving away your life to other people who don't even appreciate it like you you can see how that's happening yeah I can unfortunately you can yeah. and not only that there's a lot of anger there 
and you're not expressing it. So you're kind of putting yourself in this really horrible box. But you you have mm-hmm. the freedom and the power here. I know. Yeah. I really need to just like... But you don't have to change. You know what? You yeah. don't have to do anything. Here's the other thing. <laughs> There's no pressure. I'm not... I'm not judging you. Sure. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not suggesting you change it. I'm just saying, like, the first step would to be own it and say, like, this is what's happening. And to say, like, I'm furious and I'm going to wash these dishes. <laughs> you know, yeah. let, let, just let yourself be. Let, you know, just watch it. You don't have to fix it. You know what I mean? Like, you probably see if something's wrong, then you have to fix it. Usually, yeah. Like, there's something you're doing in your life that's not helpful to you. So you can't just do it if you don't change it. And you have to change it now. Forget about that. Don't fucking worry about it. Hmm. If I tell you to do that, you should be mad at me. (laughs) Okay. Because who the fuck am I (laughs) to tell you what to do? Except Dr. Lisa, who gives a shit? Well, I give a shit. I want the best for you, but I don't really know you. Mm. I mean, I don't really, like, know your roommates. I've never been to your apartment. I'm, I've, we've had an intense conversation for, you know, bef- an hour and a half before we got on whatever. Right. I never met your parents. <laughs> I never saw you on a date. I don't really, like, I don't have enough information to yeah. be right. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking that I know something. You're giving me all this authority for no reason. Counter, well, a little bit. I'm not bad at this. <laughs> Counter, I have experience, and I am a lot older. Counter transference, though. That's 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 real transference. You're transferring that I'm the person that knows knows what's best for you. Yeah, I am. I, I mean, I do. I do that. I that's true. Where I like, I try to. I kind of expect other people to like tell me how to fix myself and then you wind up feeling bad that you aren't doing it because other people have pointed it out to you or helped you recognize it and then that makes you feel worse because you 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 realize you have a problem that you haven't fixed yet yeah it gets you in this like really downward spiral man (laughs) Well, well you gotta there you go so we have 10 minutes left, right? We have about 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, hopefully the guys who are supposed to come in in five don't and are a okay. little late. I'll get rid of them. I'll yell at them. You won't. <laughs> no, why, why would I do that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, we, we have to figure out a plan for you. Oh, God, please. To, you know what? I just had this idea. Here's a good project for you, I Ooh. think. Okay. Okay, I think it's a writing project. You know I like writing, so okay. And and if I tell you what to do, I think you might do it. <laughs> I'll Honestly? check it. I'll, I'm going to want to see it. You're going to check in. All right. Yeah, I'm going to want to see it. It's, just, it's so. What I think, I think starting out with your home situation is a good place to start because, see, first of all, you live with friends, right? Yeah. Never live with friends. <laughs> Never live with friends. Having roommates is a transactional relationship. You're sharing an apartment. If mm-hmm. you're friends, it's fucking complicated because you're much less likely to put the friendship on a 
you know, make waves in the friendship. If you didn't know these people and they weren't involved in your life and had no history with them, you'd be like, fucking clean the dishes. Because you wouldn't need them besides that that's their job. Right. So let's start at home. Let's make uh, a note, hopefully once a day, every time you notice you're doing something, to be, you know, to that you've either made it, you know, however it works for you, made an excuse for them, something mm. that you're doing for them for whatever reason. Maybe they asked you a favor. Maybe they're, you know, maybe they really broke their leg and they're in the hospital. It doesn't matter. Whatever happened, whatever the circumstances are, you are doing something for them that you don't have to do. That's not required. I mean, you do have to pay the rent on time. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. And you have to like do the minimum of whatever, but... Go by, I'm, and I'm talking about the standards that they are holding themselves to. Mm. Hold yourself to the same standards. So in other words, maybe you're going to wash all the dishes, but write down that you did it and you didn't have to because that's not required. So I think the first step is on a very practical level just to become aware of all the things you're doing that you don't have to do without any judgment. Does that Hmm. make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I I can try that. Yeah. It's going to, I think it's going to be hard for me to separate what I do and don't have to do. Well, well, write it, write it all down and then just write, you know, you just say, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Hmm. And then we'll we'll have another session on this. Want to do that? Like in a sure. month or so? Sure, we can try that. Why not? Yeah, I think I think that I think that would be really good because I think you need something actionable. You need to take action. I do because you feel like you need to take action. You're an action person, but I mean, you don't. You don't. I don't think it seems like you give yourself excuses for things. Do you? Do you let yourself off the hook? No, not really ever. Uh, Yeah, even in terms of like trying to figure out how to like, quote unquote, fix my life. I'm like, well, why aren't you doing something yet? It's very right. Like, right. Yeah, right. So the first step is to not take any action and not put any pressure on yourself. Um. Because once that ha- you're going to have to, I think you're going to go through a rebellion. You got to go through a rebellion. The problem that happened to you is that you had a really nice, you had a really nice life, and then you got out in the world, and people suck, and they're disappointing, <laughs> and they're also really busy, and it's really hard to lower your standards of other people because that's going to have to make you lower your standards for yourself. But I think if you can reframe it, you'll understand that it's not. Lowering your standards for yourself. That's, I think, what's going to happen there. Hmm. That's my guess. Yeah. Yeah. You Well, you've given me a lot to think about. Yeah. Um, just say no. Just say no. Um, have you thought about moving out of the living situation? Um, like every other week. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should just take, maybe you should just try it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. would you, could you, could you do that? Like, would your parents be like, could you say like, I'm tired of living with these dirty people and I want to get a cheap <laughs> apartment? Yeah, probably could. 
Yeah, um, or maybe a roommate, one roommate that you never that you don't really know have or have no relationship with. Yeah, or, I mean, I, I think I think that might be a good. I think that might be something to think about. I'm not telling you what to do at all, but I think it might be something to think about because it would change that dynamic in your life. Right. If you were on your own, at least. So you wouldn't be putting energy and distraction into your roommates. You're putting too much energy. Your roommates are taking your fucking chi. (laughs) They are a little bit. And that would be a way to start that would make, everything simpler and then you could like at least have that for yourself you need to have something for yourself yeah I mean I honestly I think you're right and it's not it's not anything that I haven't thought of before um I do feel a little bit like I focus so much on those relationships and if I had space to just do me that maybe I wouldn't put so much pressure on whatever else they've got either like if I can let them off the hook because they're not in my space they're in whatever space I put them in right 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 and I mean let's be honest in a certain way um um you've you have had privilege I hate that word whatever we all no one has privilege I mean people have certain kinds of privilege no one gets out of here alive But like the, so the way you were brought up allowed you not just, I mean, you, there, you weren't around people stressed out, like parent, kids whose parents weren't home and couldn't make living and were, you know, so you grew up in a very, um, protected environment. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and you didn't choose it and you're not going to have it. You don't have it anymore. But the thing is to also, what I'm saying is that's part of who you are and you can't, you might as well use the positive. So your parents can help you pay for an apartment. Mm. So you're, you're paying, you're, you're, you're taking a really hard way of transitioning into being kind of out in the world. You're taking a really hard way and you're not, you didn't have training for it. You're not trained. You don't have the skills and I'm not going to, and I don't mean this in a bad way. Okay. You don't have, you, you didn't get, you, you didn't get the negotiating skills. You didn't need, you were lucky. You didn't need them (laughs) to live with two normal 20 somethings. I couldn't, (laughs) you know, you, I'm sure you wouldn't have wanted to live with me at that age either. Believe you me. <laughs> no, do you, you know what I'm saying? pretty cool, Lisa. Well, you don't know. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, and there's something to be said for not taking advantage of the tools that you do have. So I get that too, a little bit. Yeah, take advantage of them. I yeah. mean, you're not asking for your parents like where you you're not sitting around not working. You, you know, you're doing you'll you'll be a lot more productive if you get them out of your lives. Yeah. And yeah. you know, it's it's very possible. So And I think it'll be a good transition for you. So we've got like thank you for listening to Doctor we got like 
30 seconds or something. Like maybe two minutes. Two minutes? Yes, one and oh, a half okay. now, yeah. So but I'm feeling good. I feel like we good? got something done. Yeah, what I think, do you think we think? do too. I, yeah. think, um, I think this is helpful and encouraging for sure. And I, okay, uh, I'll have a lot good. to think about. So good. thank we'll you for you having me we'll have, to, we'll have to have a, re, re, a rematch. Another one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. perhaps so. So thanks so much for listening to Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I'm here every Thursday, 2 to 3. My good friend Aaron Levine is yep. on Gameplay, and that's every Sunday, 2 to 3. Check out the show page. This, Check this, out the, the episode show will be page. There. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the episode will be there. Mm-hmm. Stick around because we've got great programming this afternoon. we got Elon Danziger, Brooklyn Bandstand, and Ben Talks. So stick around. Yeah.